she's Lisa, and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Lisa Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith, and today I am joined by Tatiana. Hi, guys. <laughs> welcome back. Thanks. So I'm really excited about this episode because it was actually Tatiana's idea. You always come through when I don't know what to talk about. Girl, don't gas me. Don't gas me. So we're talking about the black girl experience. Mm -hmm. And I thought this would be really interesting because me and Tatiana have a lot of like good, like deep talks about just like our blackness. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in the past, you know, few weeks, um, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, it's really opened our eyes and especially opened the conversation, not only to racism, but just kind of like our experiences growing up or even just living, you know, as a person of color, a black woman, and just everything we've been through, all the microaggressions we face, like racism, things we still deal with today. And um, a lot of like traumatic memories came up, like low key, because it's like, Sometimes I feel like just navigating the world as a black person, there's just a lot of things that we just have to deal with and certain shit that we hear and microaggressions. And it's kind of just like, we kind of just have to brush it off like it's normal because Mm -hmm. that's just like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But I think in the past month or so, I was just like, oh wow, like that shit actually was really fucked up. Or like, they shouldn't have said that to me. And just like, it's just opened my eyes a lot and really helped me kind of just... I don't know, just reflect on my blackness and just being really proud of it and who I am. Mm -hmm. And I thought this conversation would be really cool because me and you, even though, you know, we both are black women, we definitely have different experiences because you are biracial. Mm -hmm. You know, you're considered like a light-skinned black woman and I'm considered, you know, a dark-skinned black woman. And, you know, I just think it'd be cool to talk about our experiences and just kind of reflect on what we've been through. Mm -hmm. So... Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, let's start with Tatiana's background. What is your background? I am biracial. My father's African-American. My mother is Italian-American first gen. Um, also, just to <laughs> clarify, my father's African-American. That means he... <laughs> Why am I laughing? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> that means... He was born in America. He is black American. His family has been here for many generations. We cannot trace it back. Growing up... Slavery, bitch. Period. Like, don't be ignorant. (laughs) I hated that growing up. People would be like, no, but like, what are you? Because I would just say like black American, African American, or black. And they'd be like, no, well, what are you? Bitch, what I just fucking said. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, like they want to know like what country, but... Literally, for some people, that's just not the case. We can't yeah. trace it back. So. Yeah, I mean, especially for, like, I literally am African-American. Like, mm-hmm. that is it. Like, there's no mix in there. Like, I'm black. I'm American. Like, and it's it's really annoying because, you know, growing up, people would just be like, oh, are you Haitian? Or are you Jamaican? Are you African? I'm just like, no, like, I'm black. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm African-American. <laughs> and I don't know why that's just, like, not good enough for people. I feel like it's a Boston thing. Really? Ah. Be- uh- Well, yeah, I think that we have a lot more, like, different cultures up here. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, even growing up, I wasn't around a lot of African Americans. Like, I was around, you know, Haitians and, like, different cultures. Mm -hmm. Um, So I literally was sometimes the only African American person, like, in a space. 
And it's just frustrating because it just feels like, oh, it's not good enough. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a good enough answer. They want something. They want Especially more. for you. I think, like, people yeah. look at you, they're like, they want you to be, like, this exotic yeah. thing. And it's like, no, I'm black and beautiful and perfect. And it's annoying because it's good like, enough. <laughs> they want more. And I'm like, who's, like, who, what makes you think you're entitled to more? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's what I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So... I want to reflect on school, like just growing up, uh-huh. being a kid, things you've heard, experiences you've had. Um, I can go first. Mm-hmm. So I, so obviously I've grown up in Massachusetts my whole life, which is, I think, honestly, a really huge factor in our experiences. Oh, 100%. Um, just yeah. living in Massachusetts, the greater Boston area. Um, you know, people call Boston one of the most racist cities, and it's... I definitely really reflected on that, um, you know, in the past month because I'm lucky to say I I don't, I haven't really experienced overt blatant racism that was like crazy. Like no one's ever called me the N word or, you know, Mm something, nothing crazy like that has happened, but definitely I was able to reflect and be like, oh wow, there's been like a shitload of microaggressions that I've Mm -hmm. like heard and felt like my whole life, but I just didn't even think really much about it like honestly and I know that sounds crazy but that's just like for the black experience in general I feel like that's just it is what it is and we never really even thought to even call it out super like frequently because we're just like okay like yeah that that's just how white people are you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so but growing up um my mom did make it a point to try to put me in diverse places. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I did go to, like, a Catholic elementary school. So, like, when I was, like, a toddler, me and my mom lived in Cambridge. So that was very diverse. But I only went to, like, daycare there. But then when we moved to Malden, um, also a very diverse city. But then I went to Catholic school. And I was lucky that my Catholic school was very diverse, but, um, I, again, I think for some reason, I, I always found myself having like a lot of white friends mm-hmm. and especially in high school when there wasn't a lot of black kids in our school. Um, so I think my only like negative really experiences were just sometimes like not really feeling like I fit in with the black kids. Like I did fit in and I never got comments being like, oh, you're like an Oreo or something like that. Like I've never had those type of comments, but for some reason I just always found myself in a lot of like white friend groups. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes maybe feeling like I was like the token black girl, you know, not that anyone treated me like that, but I just always was like the only black girl and I was like very used to that. Um, so sometimes that was hard. And even today, I'm just like, oh, I wish I just had like, especially more girlfriends yeah. that are black. And that's why I really appreciate our friendship because it's just such a different, it's like such a different sisterhood and bond that you yeah. have, I think. So luckily I was in diverse schools, but I think that was my only issue. What about, what was your schooling? Um, It's pretty similar to mine. Yeah. It, we went to the same high school. Yeah. We went to the same high school. Um elementary school was the same catholic private high school i mean elementary school duh just said that (laughs) but um i feel like growing up my parents i really appreciate that they were both present and really took the time to um show both sides of who i am my dad really took the time to really like sit us down and just teach us everything that there is to know about the black american let's be honest the textbook 
do a, like they do a half-ass job. Yeah. <laughs> so he really took the time to just really sit us down and be like, this is real. This happens to people. Like I've seen things. He lived in the DC, Maryland area for a while while he was growing up. So he has seen a lot. Um, so he really took the time to not just talk about the negatives and the struggles that black Americans have gone through, but the shit that makes us cool, the soul food, the movies, the music, the culture. So I really appreciated that. Um, and still to this day, but Mm -hmm. he does that just sharing that knowledge. And, you know, my mom really took the time to show us everything there is about the Italian culture. So it was nice that I grew up having that knowledge of both sides of me. And I really didn't think anything of me like if anyone asked what I was I was just like biracial um I remember once I said mulatto my mom was like no like you don't say that like <laughs> and I, I don't know where I even heard the term but yeah. my mom was like no like that's derogatory you don't want to say that mm-hmm. um well, yeah, I think they did use that term for like mixed kids growing up yeah I, I remember hearing that a lot when I was younger so that got nipped in the bud real quick <laughs> yeah but um I didn't really realize even though I knew I was biracial, I don't think I realized that other people didn't see that until I got to high school. Because mm. I feel like that's when I started. At the time, I didn't really know what it was. But looking back, I'm like, so many microaggressions. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's when Our I... high school was definitely... Uh, oh, yeah. It was tough. Stories. But I think that's when I first realized, like, okay, people see me... I know what I am, but people don't see me as that. Right. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I think that um, even though I had a lot of like white friends and maybe sometimes struggled to like, you know, I just didn't have as many black friends as I may have wanted at times. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I was lucky I grew up in a family. Both of my parents are black and they're from the South and I was fully engulfed in black culture and I was always really proud of being black. I was never one of those. I know a lot of there's some people who have experiences where, you know, they feel like being black was I don't know something that was like a hindrance or maybe they just weren't proud of being black or they just wanted to fit in with white people that wasn't really me I just kind of found myself with a lot of white friends but Mm -hmm. I was totally like fully owned who I was I never you know I was like don't get my hair wet like I knew like everything about me I was still black to my core and I always loved that about myself so I'm very happy with that especially the way my mom raised me in a lot of different like even complexions in my family Mm -hmm. like you know my mom is like lighter than me like she's a light you could consider her like a light-skinned black woman and but people were always just like oh like you guys are twins you look just alike and I never even thought about it I never was like oh my mom's lighter than me though like I don't look like her um so I don't know I think luckily I kind of grew up naive Mm -hmm. a little bit to especially the colorism part and just feeling like I am Lisa and I can kind of you know fit into any space and be confident in who I am in my blackness but um definitely as I got older especially in high school especially in college shit came up and I was like hit the fan yeah exactly so yeah so let's just get into it like what are some microaggressions you've heard in like school high school high school I definitely heard a couple um first one And I think this is what really made me realize, like, whoa, like, people see me differently was someone asked, like, what I was, and I told them, and they, like, almost didn't believe me. Like, Mm -hmm. to them, it was almost like, 
crazy this concept that two people that looked differently could like fall in love and like have kids it was wild and then that's so weird that same person i remember like later on like we would text or whatever and he like blatantly said like you're hot for a black girl and that Mm. just did not sit well with me um because i'm just like that's just not even okay to say like that's not even a fucking compliment like that's just blatantly rude and ignorant Mm -hmm. but um also in high school I I just would like have things be said like told to me or said to me um you know I would say it was weird it was always like the group of guys yeah so it's like you would think they're joking but then you're like eh, like that's not like cool Mm -hmm. and just stuff like you know you talk like a white girl or you act like a white girl like stuff like that Mm -hmm. um I remember one year I really it took me a long time to love my curls actually Mm, yeah like I literally wanted to straighten my hair all the time and I didn't even really realize that until like literally like two minutes ago when we were talking about high school but that was like something I personally struggled with for a long time is just like appreciating my curls yeah because I just I wanted the pin straight hair like all the other girls had pin straight hair um like you mentioned, like I was in predominantly white spaces, so literally no one had curly hair. So those were just some things that I struggled with throughout high school. And then I feel like in dating in college is where mm. I noticed a lot more other elements too. Yeah. I mean, even on that, like I was, there was this guy in high school who like had a really huge crush on me and, um, you know, he was white, and, you know, we were always talking, and we'd hang out, and he was cool, or whatever, um, and then one of his friends were, like, made fun of him, like, oh, so-and-so likes black girls. So fucked up. And he literally just kind of, like, went super cold on me, like, because people were making fun of him that he liked a black girl, and that was, like, so horrible that he was, like, okay, I don't like her anymore. I don't like her. And it was just, like, that's uh fucked up like that's like thinking about it i'm like wow that's like even though i I actually didn't even like him back but it was more of just the point of it like wow like yeah that's just so crazy and another one literally my quote-unquote best friend in high school literally said to me like oh like well it'll be easier for you to get into college anyways (sighs) she's like you're gonna get into college anyways like mad and i'm just like that's not even, like, true, but okay, like, go off. And, um, another one was, um, I had, I got a car in high school, and I was very blessed to have that, and, um, I was at a friend's house, and her dad, um, is like, oh, like, whose car is outside? Like, so-and-so, is that your car? Like, talking to, like, one of the other girls, and she's like, I don't have a car, and, like, doesn't ask me. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't think it's possible for me to have, have a car. To have nice things. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I, I'm, she's black, She def- that's definitely not her car. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, literally asked every other girl if it was their car, and he just, like, wouldn't ask me. And I was like, that's literally my car. Just, like, little things like that. Um, especially because my parents um, were never married, and, like, you know, they weren't together. And people would just be like, oh, well, um, you know, they would just be like, they assumed I was on scholarship, mm-hmm. like, for school, and I wasn't. Um, they assumed that the only reason my mom was able to afford things is because, like, she got 
she got a divorce and maybe she thought my dad was paying her a lot of money and it was yeah. like no he actually wasn't at all um just like a lot of assumptions and just little things that people would say to me um and then even in college like my roommate um she was white and she was like from seattle and she was just like why like can you t- like i don't understand like the weaves like un- like she wanted me to teach her about black hair <gasps> and i know it wasn't like malicious at all and you know, I did explain things to her because she just, I, she just generally didn't understand. But it was just kind of like annoying. Like you can literally just Google it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was just annoying. Like, oh, why does so and so have long hair today? It's like, please, like come on, like yeah. you're not stupid. Like, whatever. Oh, so, so annoying. Those are just some of the things that come to mind. I want to like. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, someone like when people in the summer like, oh, I'm darker than oh you, my God, Lisa. Stop. I'm darker than you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> or this is really fucked up. But this, like, I would do this thing. I would call people like. Oh, little chicken nugget like i call people yeah. a chicken nugget and then oh, someone no. called me they... a burnt chicken <gasps> nugget no! they called me a Shut burnt up. chicken nugget and they laughed and i was like ew wait how old i was in college dude what the fuck yeah i was in college oh my god and like yeah this white guy said that to me like you're a burnt chicken nugget that's like, so fucked mm. yeah so <laughs> yeah it's pretty traumatic oh <laughs> no literally you were talking about the hair and i know i kind of talked about my curly hair but it would fucking piss me off like not that there's anything wrong with wearing weaves or wigs like I personally think they're really cool like yeah. switch up your look girl like do mm-hmm. you you know but I would like feel uncomfortable when people like if my hair is straight because mm-hmm. obviously like when it's curly it shrinks up but when it's straight and long people touch it and they're like is this real and I'm like why don't you yank on it and see what happens like yeah it's my fucking hair it's attached mm-hmm. to my head like yeah like I said, there's nothing wrong with it, like, wearing weave and stuff. But for me, I just, it's, like, them, it's the assumption behind it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. I just never liked either. Yeah. Like so I, it's, like, even when I wanted to try and have the pin straight hair and, like, not fit in, but, you know, mm-hmm. just relate. Yeah. I still wasn't. Right. Which was annoying. Yeah. Ooh, I remember when I was in high school and I was at my locker and my friend like took my um scrunchie just off my head like literally took it off and I like like <laughs> my like heart dropped because it's like you don't like you don't do as that a, you do you not, not touch do that a bla- I was like you do not touch a black girl's hair it's you like don't and it's not like because it's not like just like a simple ponytail like that yes. shit took me all morning to put that ponytail in uh-huh. you know what I mean like it was like I was so angry and like she didn't understand and like I understand not understanding but it was just like but it, how, how do you, do you not know? know? It's like, how you, you don't touch know? black girl's hair. Like, they, oh, it's so soft. Like, would you just Did, go up to your friend's hair and start playing with it? Like, I just feel like... I mean, I guess white girls do that to each other, <laughs> but, like, that's just not... I, you don't do that to, like, I mean, people girls. would do that with my curls, too. Like, yeah. like, bounce them, like, pull them down and watch them spring up and, like, play with them. Like, are you at, like, fucking Toys R Us? Like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. stop playing with my hair. Like, yeah. just don't touch it. Or, like, even when they ask... That I don't like because it's like you know it's wrong and you're getting permission to do it anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah. are you Yeah, because if dumb? you have to ask, you know it's wrong. Like, yeah. what the hell? Exactly, exactly. So, I don't know, man. I mean, overall, like, school's okay, but I definitely think high school, there's a lot of racist fucks at high, in high school. Oh, yeah. They made it very clear that, like, you are black and they needed to, like, make that a thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, again, like, that boy who liked me, like, that was really crazy. Um but also just to put it in perspective so in my grade in high school i was one of three black women yeah six total in my graduating Mm -hmm. class which 
the school was small, don't get me wrong. It was, a, yeah. My graduating class was probably, like, 106, 110, and that's including, um, like, foreign exchange students as well. Yeah. So it was definitely a small group of kids, but at the end of the day, that ratio is still insane, and I just feel like... Yeah. Well, you want me to put it in even more perspective? Girl, do your thing. My grade had 112 kids, and not a single black boy graduated with me. There was not a single black boy. There was probably maybe, like, there was a good enough, there was, like, maybe, like, six. (laughs) I'm acting like that's a good number. (laughs) There was probably, like, six or seven black girls, but there was literally no black boys in my graduating class in high school. Like, that's, like, fucked when I think about it. Um, So, yeah. College was a huge, like, like, I was just, like, engulfed in the black community like crazy. Like, I Mm -hmm. never have. I literally went from having, like, barely any, like, there's literally no black friends to having, like, all black friends. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, really crazy, but it was really good for me. And, um, but it also just, like, I struggled a little bit because I was just like, oh my god, like, the, just being friends with the white girls and being friends with black girls is just a completely different experience in every single way, but I did really love it, and, um, it really helped me get more in touch with my blackness that I never had before, Mm -hmm. but also at the same time, it brought up colorism, so it was just a lot of learning experiences for me, for sure. Yeah, I think that's another thing, too, being biracial, like, once I got to, like, high school not really college but I think high school was tough because we like the amount of black kids were so minuscule I kind of felt like awkward (laughs) sorry did I say it wrong no 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 no. I'm laughing because I since there was okay just even like dating in high school my only like boy my one and only boyfriend was from like I literally had to get someone from like another school like you know what I mean like there was no one yeah. to date at my school like uh, my um high school boyfriend like went to another school and he was black but it was like I could have like literally there was no black boys in my grade like there was just no options to like date in high school for me because clearly all the white boys were racist and then I like even when I was a senior I ended up having to like talk to someone who was like a freshman because it was like there was just no like people of color like uh, but yeah so that's why i was laughing but oh i thought like, i said it wrong i was thinking of uh you know who that's oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i was gonna say that i feel like being biracial that was something i did struggle with in the high school was fitting feeling that sense of like community i guess because mm-hmm. it's like you know two black for the white kids two white for the black kids yeah And that was tough, I feel like, because, like I said, your pool of people is, like, very... Your class is more than 50% white kids. 70%. Yeah. (laughs) My math. But I'm just saying, like, like, it was, like, way more. Yeah, You know, so it's like you don't fit in with them, but then, you know, the black kids, you don't fit in either. And there's so little of them that it's like, well, we're... You feel outcasted. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, and I feel like I felt that most when I would get things told to me, like, you talk like a white person. Well, Mm -hmm. they don't fucking like me. So, you know, Mm -hmm. but not that they don't like me, but it's just, well, you know, they would show microaggressions to me too. Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Next part of our lives. (laughs) Dating. Yay. (laughs) 
love it so much fun the black girl experience dating is fucked like it's 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 awful let me stay single forever it's really hard (laughs) and again i want to bring back the fact that we are in the boston area so i do think it's different okay so I don't know how how you feel, but when I travel to different cities, oh yeah, like when I go to Vegas, they show me mad love. It's on and pop. They're like, you're gorgeous. I was like, oh my god, thank you, taxi driver. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like so different. So I think that, and honestly, it sucks because I, you know, obviously we all know that like the European standard of beauty is like what runs like that that is the yeah that's what's considered beautiful and anything close to that mm-hmm. so navigating the world as a dark-skinned black woman is tough because i am so far from the european standard of beauty you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that is even what kind of it's difficult in dating because it, it even makes a divide with black women yeah. like even like me and you just because mm-hmm. based on colorism it's like you're light skin, I'm dark skin. Your your proximity to whiteness is closer, closer. than me, so they're going to pick maybe you over me. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone, but just depending on yeah, the yeah, guy, yeah. depending on how they see things. So for me, it has been very discouraging um, trying to date in the Boston area. Just trying to date in general, I think not even in the Boston area, but it just might just be hard as a black woman in general because it's a tough landscape because. Not only do you have to consider interracial dating and maybe not feeling like other races would want to be with you, but you also have to think, do black men even want to be with me? Yeah. That's a very real thing. Like, there's a not a lot, but maybe, I don't know, again, this could just be because we live in the Boston area. I run into a lot of black men who feel like they only like white women or like every black guy I know, like, they usually are just with black women. Like, if they get in a relationship, they're with a black girl, they're with a Hispanic girl, they're with any other type of girl except a black girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even if they are, you know, they'll look like you. Like, they'll they'll be light-skinned. So, for me, it's kind of like, it's difficult. Um, Sometimes I don't know, especially when we're at, like, a bar or a club, maybe I'll be talking to a white guy and he'll kind of be flirting with me but i'm just like i don't know what this is Mm -hmm. like are you joking are you just like how genuine is it because especially dating outside my race and it's like i'm you know i'm pretty open to that and i try to be open to that but Mm -hmm. i think just navigating it is really tough you know unless it's on like a even on a dating app you just really don't know what their intentions are like oh do they just want to like try to sleep with a black girl do they just want to try to get with a black girl just to say they did it yeah are they um fetish fetish I can never say this word. Are they fetishizing me? Um, do like do they just? I want someone who just likes me for me. Like they just think I'm beautiful. They think they look I'm beyond cool. The yeah, complexion. like don't look at my complexion. Just like, do you think I'm a beautiful person? Like, do you like me for me? And I think that's the, just really the toughest part. Um, and even just if you were to date interracially, are they someone who's woke? Like. Oh, that's so important. Like, are you going to understand my experience as a black woman, Mm -hmm. as a person of color? Like, are you going to relate to that? And that's huge in a relationship. Thinking about their family members and just how we're going to be looked at and perceived in the world. Like, there's a lot that comes with it. Um, So for me, it's just been really tough. For real. But no, I agree with everything you said. I mean, even... I mean, just... To put it on the record, like, colorism is so real, and I totally agree with you, and 
I've seen it and what you were talking about like in the bar like I know for a fact like there's just some people some guys that are like that and it's just it's just not right like I just feel Mm -hmm. like with anything in life dating anything I just feel like that shouldn't your complexion just shouldn't be a setback period yeah um but dating for me has also been difficult um I personally am open to any race I mean how can I not like that's I'm a product of that so Mm -hmm. I've dated many different races um but also yeah just it's tough to go through the weeds and figure out who's genuine and who's not um I am just so over like the fantasizing and the fetishizing and just you know people wanting to be with you because of that because I'm just like then what's the point like bye like just get out of my face yeah but and then another thing too is like with the families like I feel like when anyone tries to set me up with someone like the first question I ask is like will they like do they date black girls will they date black girls like don't and that's just so sad that like that's even the first thing that comes to mind and then even like if I am like some what deep in a relationship then it's like like you said another layer the parents and the family like it's just a lot (laughs) mentally and emotionally to deal with Mm -hmm. and it's hard enough just trying to get two people to like be compatible and have a good relationship and when they have so many outside factors it's just like damn you know like and also like what you said about being woke you have like for me like that's just like it's a deal breaker like you need to be able to relate to me and my struggles and you know stand by me like when shit gets hard like yeah. Are you going to stand by me? Yeah. Or are you going to get scared to and pussy a, out? A like a real ally. You yeah. Know? And especially with everything going on in the world right now, it's just like, you need to... If you're going to stand by me, like, you need to be vocal, too. Like, yeah. I just feel like the no silence is a stance right there. Yeah. So, like, if... I don't know. That's just me, though. Yeah. No, I totally agree. So... And I think just even going back on, like, the whole colorism thing and just just even just being in Boston, trying to navigate as a black woman in Boston, I think that, um, you know, I'm trying to change my belief system around that because it's like, I think that I, like I said, I automatically rule guys out because I'm just like, oh, he wouldn't like me. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's actually not true because I'm dope, I'm beautiful, and I think I just need to, like, put myself out there more. But then it's like, you can't be naive to, like, the very real racism and Mm -hmm. prejudices that there are. So... It's tough to navigate, but I think that um, I'm not going to let silly shit like colorism and any of that hold me back and make me feel any less as a person. Yeah. Because like I said, when I travel other places, it's it's totally different. And I just need to remember that not everyone thinks that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I think in college, I think that's when it really became apparent because I actually never really thought that way. Like, I was just kind of like, oh, if a guy didn't like me, he just didn't like me. But then... Mm-hmm. In college, I really got to see that men would go for the lighter skinned girls or, you know, the black men and no interracial dating happened at all in my college. Like, it was super, I I feel like the vibe was very segregated. Like, the black community was here and the white community was there. I don't know, it just, there wasn't a lot of mixing, which I found really, I don't want to, it wasn't difficult, but it was just different than what I've experienced because everything was so diverse here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it sucks. Like, I don't want that to be the reality, but I know that it is. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm still going to find love. Yeah. Period. No, I agree. 
it's just so weird just to think about like i literally do you feel like guys go after you because you're like mixed or like light-skinned yeah i think i'm looked at like like i literally have literally told me like oh like i'm trying to think of like a scenario but like they've used the term exotic and i don't Mm. like that like i'm not a fucking like animal from the jungle that yeah. we've never seen before like yeah. i just it's weird weirdo behavior weirdo behavior <laughs> yes like that's my new term guys if you didn't know weirdo <laughs> behavior but yeah it's super weirdo behavior and it's just like i even remember in college like people asking me like oh like does your parents know you're talking to this person and i would just be like what does it matter like and they'd be like oh yeah i forgot you're like mixed and i'm like but at the the end of the day like what does it matter Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like ooh, that's a good point you bring up because even people they'll say to me they're like you don't like white guys right or like they just Mm -hmm. assume what i like and i'm like i like whoever like i like Mm -hmm. whoever like don't put me in a box yeah like don't like and sometimes i worry like not that i worry but i wonder about that maybe there is a white guy who thinks i'm attractive but then they just automatically think that i wouldn't like them Mm -hmm. you know like it just it's so shitty like just the preconceived notions we all have about each other i just feel like good connections are being missed because just because of race and complexion and it's just and it sucks because i feel like it's not it's happening because we're not talking about it Like, how else would we, like, know things or, you know, like, just be open about it. Open the conversation Mm. and be more transparent. I don't know if that makes sense. I remember, yeah, I remember watching, like, the first black bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay. Mm, And I remember she would literally have to, she would be on dates and be like, have you ever been with a black woman Mm. before? Or, like, even the, there was a black guy who, like, she's like, you've never dated another black woman. He's like, no, I mean, there just wasn't really any around where I lived. And she was like, "Mm, that's bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she had to really talk about race a lot. Mm -hmm. And it just sucks that it has to be such a, like, huge factor in dating, but it is. I mean, yeah. I was gonna (laughs) say it has to, but, like, it, it, but it has to, but it shouldn't. Right. You know? But, yeah, it's, it's fucked. It is fucked. And I know you always say, like, my husband's not in Boston. He's not. Why and if you're you... listening right now, I'm coming for you. <laughs> okay, so what do you think about that? Do you think that just other places in the world are more open or find black beauty more? Like, what is it? A... Why do you think that? <laughs> I just think... Uh, I'm trying to think All of, you like... need is one man. <laughs> I'm try... he, he could exist here. I'm trying to think of, like, the nicest way to say this. It's just, like... Too many Chads and Brads. It's the, it's the vibe yeah yeah the yeah. flavor the, the lack of the lack of flavor i need more wokeness i just i need the vibe and like yeah that doesn't even mean like i feel like chad and brad you automatically think of the white frat guy but like yeah it's not even that it's just like because my husband could totally be white and guess what i wouldn't give a flying fuck about that yeah. like if he was but it's just like i need people that are more open-minded diverse in their thoughts and what they do and just the white guy with flavor yeah i'll take a white guy with flavor like (laughs) (laughs) a little like razzle dazzle as you would say (laughs) spice or whatever a little razzle dazzle yeah but yeah i just feel like what you said too like i don't know there's just the dating pool is very slim here and <laughs> yeah i know he's out there i just don't know where the fuck he is but I know. i'm very convinced i've said it so many times that it literally has to have manifested already 
if he's in Boston, he wasn't born and raised in Boston. I'll tell you that. Facts. But. Damn. All right. I mean, I think we covered everything in dating. I just want to, uh, last thing I just want to touch on is, like, career. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, because I know a lot of things are happening now and brands are being really forced to face the mm-hmm. fact that, like, they don't fucking hire black people. Mm-hmm. They don't use black people in their marketing or branding or advertising. And it's fucked up. And um, I know my company is kind of doing a lot to try to, you know, make sure that we're inclusive and hiring more people of color. Do you think being a black woman has affected your career at all? Or made it harder to get in the door? Or hard to stay at the table? Or hard to... Just anything? I don't feel like hard to get in the door. Um, I think I've worked my ass off to get where I am and I'm very deserving of it. But who's to say, like... I don't know what the other candidates looked like or what their path was, but I guess it doesn't really matter because they're not in the spot that I am. Um, I definitely will say work-wise, not, I don't want to say not many microaggressions. I think it's more of just like a comfort thing. Like, I think it just sucks knowing you're the only black person in the room. Not even the only black woman, but the only black person. And that's just something you have to adjust to Mm -hmm. um i'm a very like vocal person outgoing laughing very loud so i feel like sometimes when i'm at work i try and tone that down and Mm -hmm. you know i have a more reserved personality yeah i mean Um, everyone has like a work personality i feel like true but i think i want to make this clear that i do think that me and you have kind of a different um path that we've had Mm mm-hmm just because we were in a lot of white yeah. environments growing up. So I think that fortunately, but unfortunately, me and you have learned how to kind of play the game better yeah. than a lot of other maybe women of color um, because we just know how white people are and mm-hmm. how they act. And we, we've we just been programmed to kind of fit into those spaces maybe more yeah. easily. Um and I think that, like, same for me. Like, I feel like I worked hard and it I wasn't didn't really hinder me ever. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, I know for a fact, like, a lot of people, like, if they're a person of color in an office space, they feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah. to the point where it just, they hate it. Mm-hmm. And for me... I, I'm just, again, I think, I, unfortunately, I'm just kind of really programmed and used to being mm-hmm. the only black person in a space. So I'm kind of just like, oh, I don't really, it doesn't bother me, you know? Yeah. But some people are very hyper aware of the fact that, like, they're the only one and they're like, oh my God, I don't fit in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know how hard that can be. And I think that is what's really limiting because, and even for me, like, um, going on certain interviews, like, if I was going to, like, a, um, really upscale fancy job interview like in Boston for like an agency yeah you would look around it's just like an awesome office of white women and you know I'm not gonna lie and be like I don't it's not that I think I didn't get the job because I was black but I definitely think that people are looking for people who would fit in or be just like them Mm -hmm. or like a clone of them and (laughs) you look at these offices and you're like "Mm, everyone is like 
literally the white same. and <laughs> they all look the same and they're skinny and they're all this stuff and it's just like it's just crazy like and yeah. i know for a fact it's like okay like i know they didn't want me you know like mm-hmm. i know why like you mm-hmm. know what i mean so it's not fair and it's not right but that is the reality like discrimination happens all the time but I just don't want other black people or black women to get discouraged because there are, you know, you're going to find a good job. And like, for me, I've never let my race hold me back from any opportunity that I've wanted. I've still Mm -hmm. been able to get the job. I've still been able to get the pay, like anything I've wanted, I've still been able to get. And I just want, you know, anyone listening to just know that. Like, I don't know. Do you feel like you've been treated differently um, in any of your jobs because of your race? No, I think it's just, like, subconscious, like, subliminal things. Just, you know. And I think it's, like I said, subconscious. So they don't even realize, like, the tone of voice or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but nothing blatantly or something that made me so angry that I would ever speak out on. But, I mean, I'm also very lucky to be in the position that I am right now for the company that I am right now. Yeah, and, same here. Um, past experiences are not at current employer, but all my experiences, I mean, they all taught me a lot and I'm super grateful for that regardless. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. I think, um, I did like an internship where I just, that was probably where I felt the most microaggressions. Um, someone assuming that I lived in a part of Boston that, you know, a lot of black people live in. Mm -hmm. And when I never said that, um, you know, just little things like that, uh, microaggressions. But in my actual career, mostly it's just hard, I think, navigating office politics like yeah. as a um, black person because mm-hmm. I think in white spaces, there's a different way of communicating yeah. that you have to really know how to do. Mm-hmm. It's very passive-aggressive. <laughs> no one just says any Like, no. Like, no. It's no. very subtle and you have to know how to navigate it or you're going to end up looking like the angry black woman Mm -hmm. at work or the woman who has an attitude you literally have to say everything with a smile on your face you can throw so much shade but you have to be like oh is there something you're not understanding (laughs) like you literally have to talk like that it's like it's like it's literally such an art form and um i think that's the most difficult part where it's not allowing people to be themselves and i think that's the hardest part about you can't really stay true to who you are authentically and still, like, like I can't be, like, period, sis. Like, yeah. I can't talk, you know. Yeah. But I, I, don't know if, I don't know if that's a race thing or if that's just, like, in general. Because I know, like, everyone just has, like, a... There's just, like, a way to talk at work, like, professionally. But I think... I feel like it definitely depends. Because I'm, yeah. I'm... I feel like with my past experience, like, I've come from... And where I am now is two totally different work cultures. Where, like... Right. Where it's I was culture. before, yeah. I totally could have said stuff like that. And now it's definitely, like, not like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at all. Like, there's definitely a more, like you said, way of things, saying things. And yeah. I think that just goes with, like, the age demo and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? And depending on how you grew up and just even just the way you speak, mm-hmm. it's so, super limiting for, like, people of color because they just can't fit into these type of work environments and it's just not fair and it's like it's like again like I said like me and you have learned kind of how to play that game which has helped our success but it's like it shouldn't have to be that way people should be able to like 
speak however they want, dress however they want, yeah. do their hair however they want. I know a lot of complaints yeah. for black women in the office. People are like, oh, wow, you changed your hair today. Or like, just stuff like that. Or like, oh, your hair's braided. I, I saw this TikTok and it was like, I got my hair braided in Cancun. Like, it looked just like yours. Oh my God. I got stop. just as dark as you. And and she's like, yeah, I got so drunk I was underage. And she's like, did you get arrested? She's like, no. She's like, then you didn't look black then, did you? Like, it was like <laughs> a funny TikTok. But it's like, just the annoying things that you hear at work from your colleagues and the microaggressions, it's just constant, but you just have to learn how to like, unfortunately navigate that yeah. and not let it get in your way of your success in your Period. career, but it's fucking difficult and we shouldn't have to do these things, but you know, until change can really happen. And I'm again, like, I'm glad we're having this conversation mm-hmm. because I feel like people, some people listening to this will be like, oh, wow. Like... I didn't know Tati or Lisa yeah. had been to these it things. It makes it so like... much more real. Exactly. When you know someone who actually has gone through it. Yeah. Know? And again, I'm thankful for the conversations that Black Lives Matter movement has opened up because it has made me reflect on all mm-hmm. of this stuff. Because I didn't even realize how uncomfortable things made me feel or how certain things that people said to me have stuck with me. And mm-hmm. it was just so like normal that I just didn't think anything of it and I think now it's made me appreciate the struggle and love my blackness even more and Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that you know people are being more aware to these harsh realities that we have to face a hundred percent it's really crazy to know and see and witness just how the brain suppress things like yeah this (laughs) movement Mm -hmm. and fighting this battle has just brought up so much shit that, like, I totally forgot that even happened. Like, totally forgot. Like, I don't know where the hell it was buried, but it was deep, deep down. And I Mm -hmm. think, too, like, the conversation we had today is just, it's a snippet. Like, there's so much more. Like, I feel like if I reflect, like, I could find even Even more. more. Yeah, even just now I was thinking, I was like, oh, like, the kid in middle school who didn't like me because, and he went for like the white blonde girl instead yeah. of me. And just like I, all this shit just like kept coming to the surface. And I was like, oh my God, like I had, like I dealt with so much with mm-hmm. race that I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Cause I think in my, the front of my brain, I'm like, oh no, I didn't really re- like experience a lot of racism. And then I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. you did. Like you, you did like all the time and you still do. Um, but yeah, again, this conversation was so important and thank you Tatiana and I think it's just it goes to show that the black girl experience is so such a wide range yeah you know like me and you have had completely different experiences and all black girls are different you can't put us in a box we're just as deserving wonderful beautiful strong as anyone else and I just want any black woman listening to this to know that you are amazing and even though we have to deal with a lot of shit Mm -hmm. um you know we're not gonna let that get in our way so and if you aren't a black woman listening <laughs> thank you for being an ally yes period so i hope you learned a lot or you know yeah we'll take all this information do some good with it exactly so thank you tati thank you all right please plug yourself okay 
Um, Instagram, my first name, Tatiana, T-A-T-Y-A-N-N-A underscore H-U-B-B-S. Same thing for Twitter. I don't really tweet. I just like memes and astrology, but (laughs) if you want to follow me there, you can. (laughs) I'll have her stuff linked in the bio as well as my Instagram as well. Please give me a follow. Review my podcast on the Apple Podcast app. I've been loving reading your reviews, so please keep sending those in. Follow me on Spotify, and I'll be back with another episode on Monday. So that's it. Love you guys so, so much. Bye. Bye.